Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by Mike Mahoney from Top Tier Coaching. Uh, I have no idea, Mike, where you're based. I didn't ask you your location, but tell the listeners a little bit about you and and where you're located today. Sure. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm located in uh, Orange County, California in the United States, and um, I run Top Tier Coaching Services. Um, I kind of been doing this for about the past 10 to 12 years. Uh, prior to that, I spent about 25 years as a technologist and CTO. Um, so I kind of bring a unique perspective to my clients because I get them involved heavily with technology aspect of their business. So great. And when I saw the, the booking, I noticed your email is uh, sort of scientist based as well, isn't it? So is, is that yeah. a reflection of that, of that background? Yes, we have a, I, I actually run a company called the web scientists and uh, that's our technology arm of my business. And um, I just stick with that for the email because it's been, I've used it for at least seven years. So it's just easier. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I've got an email. I think it was the first email address that I ever purchased and it was sterling online.co.uk. And I still keep it. I don't want to ever get rid of it. Uh, I don't use it very much, but it just means so much to me. I just keep hold of it. Right, right. Uh, which is a bit like the coffee I'm drinking today. That's something I like to keep hold of as well. So uh, I'm drinking my normal, regular, blonde Starbucks coffee this afternoon, uh, which the listeners will have heard me talk about before. But tell us a little bit about the coffee that uh, that you drink during the day. I actually have a coffee from a company called Top Tier Roast. And... Uh-huh. Um, they're, they cuff beans from all around the world. The one I have today is from India. Um, and it's kind wow. of a medium blend. It's, it, I like it because a lot of times when you get a medium blend coffee, they're, they're a lot stronger than advertised. And yeah. um, this is perfect. It, it's super smooth, um, good flavor, mm. um, kind of has a hint of like um, kind of woodiness to it. So it's, I, I like the flavor okay. a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, and it's interesting that, yeah, we've had quite a few guests on from India that, uh, and a couple that actually uh, have family that work in coffee plantations. And I've never really associated coffee with India, but the southern region of India is apparently really strong in coffee. And uh, uh, the ironic thing is they drink their coffee with a huge amount of sugar in it uh, for some reason. Yeah. Uh, the guest, the guest that I've had anyway. So, so that's what you're drinking to, today, Mike. What, what's your favorite coffee and how do you normally take your coffee? Um, I actually, my favorite coffee right now is from a little tiny roaster in Canada. Um, and it's, um, the the town that it comes from is Crow's Nest Pass and it's called Crow's Nest Pass Coffee. And, um, it's super tasty. I like, it's a really light, um, colored, uh, bean, um, but it produces a really rich, dark coffee. And I usually put like two stevia in there. And then I have something um, called um, AM Ritual, which is basically like an Italian cream with some yeah. vitamins and whatnot in there. And I mix that in there as well. And that's pretty much it. That's how I like yeah. it. You see, this is a first for me because I've, I've never, ever had 
uh, you know, and I've had businesses in Canada for, for a number of years. And I, I know we, we had Christmas in Canada, 15 years, you know, on the truck, but I've never actually had any coffee from Canada, any, anything that's been roasted in Canada. So I've written that down, Crow's Nest Pass Coffee. Is that right? Yes. Yes, it is. Perfect. Yeah, well, that's going to be a mail order that's going to be going out to them later on then. That's definitely something I'll I'll make sure I do. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and there's uh, one of my favourite coffee houses is uh, a coffee house or a coffee shop called uh, Evelyn's in Banff. And we used to go to Banff quite regularly at Christmas and or Jasper. And Evelyn's was one of my idyllic places. As soon as we got off the, the minivan... And we headed down into town. That was the first place we headed for, for a coffee and one of their huge muffins. Um, you know, here in the UK, we have muffins that you know you can put in the palm of your hand and you can normally hold two, not at Evelyn's. You know, uh, that's not the way that that's done. So thanks for reminding me of that. That's great. Um, so thinking about your, your own business then, and obviously you've given us a, a little bit of background into your you know technology side of it and the web scientist side of it. Is there anything you want to share with listeners that you've worked on in your own business, something that perhaps has evolved or something that you've fixed in the business? It's been interesting times, hasn't it? But, you know, is there anything significant that you want to share with listeners about your own business? Well, I've always kind of had the motto that it's all about the process. And during the pandemic, it sort of proved that out. Um, When I've, whenever any business that I touch, um, if it be at my own or one of my clients, um, I really focus on, helping with regular systems and processes that can maybe automate things that um, other people were doing for you down to like social media, scheduling, everything. I mean, whatever, whatever they're working on, I try to have, have them have some kind of process. And I also teach them the importance of having like standard operating procedures so that when they do start hiring staff, one thing, one thing a lot of entrepreneurs don't do is as they're working uh, solo, they're not documenting the processes that they're doing. And then, and then they go to hire somebody and it becomes a hundred times harder because now they not only have to teach the person how to do the task, um, but they have to show them step-by-step step, every single step. Had they documented it, be easier. And I found out during the pandemic that had a, right away, had a lot of companies reaching out to my technology side saying, hey, we never ever intended to let people work remotely. So we never planned for this. What do we do? And yeah. they, were in, they were in a big uproar because- they were the type of business that could continue to operate as long as they could be remote, but they had locked everything down so tight that it was, mm. they, they couldn't figure out how to unlock it. So yeah. um, I taught, I also taught those people that having an emergency process in place for something like this, that you can flip a switch and turn on extremely important to continuing to grow your business. Yeah. And it's such an interesting point that you raised there, Mike, because you know, I remember doing networking. I used to have a construction company. And when I used to do the networking for the construction company, I met a guy who did disaster recovery. And you know, he was all about, you know, what if your building catches fire? What are you going to do? Where are you going to work from? You know, if you have a flood, how long is it going to be before you can get back in? Yet this message of disaster recovery is being out there for so long. And if people actually had been prepared for that kind of fire or flood, working remotely would have been a natural move, wouldn't it? Because that would have been part of that disaster recovery. Whether it's a pandemic, a fire, a flood, uh, you know, so many businesses were so unprepared for any kind of interruption into their business, weren't they? Well, yeah. And I, and I mean, even recently here in the United States, we had, two large corporations held hostage by ransomware and 
I mean, there's no reason for that. If you were, if you were prepared ahead of time and had, had good backups of your, of your machines, you could have just unplugged from the internet, wiped the machine out, restored the backup and continued with business. It wouldn't have taken four days to try to <laughs> negotiate a deal and then give some terrorist money, you know, um, it, it's, it's all about preparation, having the right processes yeah. in place. Um, and I mean, that's all part of scaling your business too, right? Like you have to have mm-hmm. the right, the right mindset, the right people and the right systems in place. Otherwise you can't scale your business. Yeah. And you, you mentioned earlier that entrepreneurs, you know, when they're working on their own, they don't document their processes. And, you know, I, I realized in, in many of my businesses that it doesn't just give you the ability to work like clockwork and work like a well-oiled machine, but it also gives you the opportunity to add value to your business as well, doesn't it? Because if you want to exit your business in the future, having those SOPs, you know, the how-to manuals, whatever you want to call them, add so much value to the business. You know, are there any examples of clients you've worked with where perhaps you can tell the listeners the kind of value that could add? Because I think that's what they don't appreciate when we talk about something that feels like hard work. Well, sure. Um, I actually had a client come to me from the Philippines who they were running a, um, multiple locations of a car dealership. And they were preparing to go out of business because of the pandemic and um, they, they just didn't know what was going on in their business. And the first thing I discovered was like they had a pretty robust IT department, but it they weren't using any kind of tool to track their tasks. So you'd ask the question, like you'd, you'd have a discussion with them and they'd say, yeah. well, we're working on this project. Well, what's the status on that project? Well, we don't really know. Well, that's a pretty scary thought that you don't know where <laughs> this important project is. And it was something that their government had demanded that they do. So, I mean, it's even right. more important. And so I got them on a, on a project management software. Um, I got them building some processes for tracking productivity. And one of the first things they discovered was that their administrative staff, um, basically the people who um, took the phone calls and whatnot, were at about you know 40% productivity. And so they mm-hmm. discovered that they could cut staff a bit, yeah. boost everyone else's productivity up, and they're still in business because of it. So, I mean, wow. sometimes processes and systems are the difference between being here in business today and not being here in business yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. So what kind of differences has, you know, the, the evolution in your own business and working in your own processes and your, your own sort of SOPs, what kind of difference has that made in your own business? Oh, huge. Um, when we, you know, my wife and I actually started out the technology business along with a, a virtual assistant agency about six years ago. And for, we, we immediately shot up to like the high four figures. Um, we were, we were bringing in like, you know, 9k a month. Um, but we just were stuck there for like two years. And then I took a look at some things and I systematized some things and um, made it so that I could bring help in as needed and um, we've managed to scale, you know, to the high six figures um, yeah. just in the last four years. And, uh, you know, I teach my clients, like I actually just did a, um, a rebrand on my coaching business. And to celebrate it, I did a challenge for a week and I challenged them to work on basically what I call the um, org chart for their for their processes. So I, yeah. I encourage them to. What, what's the purpose of your business? You know, what is your business trying to accomplish? And then what areas, major areas are there that are driving that? And then dig into those 
and systematize everything. And I mean, by some people hear the word systematize and they think automation and they immediately get turned off. And it isn't about automation. It's just about, all right, if I'm going to, for instance, if I'm going to release a podcast episode, what are the steps that I follow so that I don't forget something really important? Um, And having those, as you said, when, if you try to go and sell your business, having those things documented is going to increase the value to the buyer because they don't have to figure it all out and they're not going to have to worry about things breaking down. Your business can just keep moving forward um, and literally anyone could run it. The other point there is you, you, we all tend to rely too much on one person and by having the process documented, you don't really have to rely on that one person. If they're sick, if they quit, you just transition someone else in and there may be a little growing pains but you could keep moving forward. So in our business, it meant the difference between, you know, nine, nine K um, a month and like, you know, a hundred K a month. It yeah, was, yeah. it's a huge difference. Yeah. And, and honestly, and honestly, that in our team were the two things that we really worked hard on to, yeah. to grow. Yeah. Those were our two and, main purposes. And it's interesting. You said there about systemization, because um, as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, I've just had my, my truck in in the in the shop for some warranty works so i've got a, a jeep wrangler which i'm really really proud of it's a 75th anniversary edition i'm really glad to have it back but when we turn that ignition and that starter on on a car or on a truck there are so many things that we just assume we're just flicking one switch but there are so many steps that that vehicle <laughs> is going through it you know that we don't see and that's that's the that's the best thing of systemization isn't it you know it's once you get it working, you shouldn't actually feel that it's a chore. You know, it's just one thing, but it should all just work and, and just get started. So, uh, yeah, it did Absolutely. make me think about it. And, and my Wrangler is pretty basic electronically, but there's still about 60 things that happen when you turn that ignition. Yeah. You know, before. Yeah, it's before kind it of mind boggling, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit more about the business. Um where does the you mentioned the top tier coffee so i love the fact that you're drinking a coffee that also has a similar name to the business tell us a little bit about what top tier coaching is and where the listeners can go to find out more about you and what what you would like them to engage with you in sure um i focus a lot on um early starting early starting out entrepreneurs who are uh, maybe they want to leave their nine to five and start their own business, but they're a little afraid of knowing the right steps. And so I I help them figure out a business plan. Um, I work with them on time management. I have a whole thing about operational efficiency. I work with them on their physical fitness because I mean, as an entrepreneur, you work a lot of long hours and it's stressful. You need to have some outlet for that. Uh, Eating, eating better, I mean, I myself, you know, decided to walk the, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk. And I lost a hundred pounds this past year. Um, And I can't believe how much more energy I have. Uh, I don't feel like I look that much different, but I sure (laughs) feel a lot different. And I, you know, I work with them on a, on a three months at a time basis. Um, They sign up for a three month part of the program. And uh, most people will renew for another three months because they see really good results. Um, you can find me at top tier coaching services.com and, uh, just browse around the website. You'll find out what, what other type tiers. I I have multiple tiers of offers to help different people at different levels. So, um, everything from a done yourself all the way to a one-on-one coaching, 
um, situation. So what there, there's a program for anybody's financial needs. So where does the, the name top tier come from then? Hi, I, I like to turn people more into like high performance entrepreneurs. I actually have a phrase I tell them, I'll turn them into an entrepreneurial monster because, you know, right. I want them to know that they're going to just be like, you know, and just yep. be able to tackle the day. Um, and that is where the name came from. I, I, I actually had a problem in that because I include a lot of technology in my coaching, I included the service as part of my technology business. And then when you would talk to a strictly business coaching client, they would look at the website and they say, well, I don't need all this other stuff. And they'd get all confused. So I decided to just pull the coaching business out. And it was a great move. I actually, revenue went up um, yeah. as a result, got a lot more clients um, because now it's focused on what it actually is rather than yeah. having them wander around to things that it isn't. And I'm so glad you said that. And I know there'll be other coaches and consultants listening to this. And, you know, I, I, yeah, I coach a lot of coaches and I see so many coaches who uh, I had one fairly recently uh, who, and I'm sure you might even be listening to this, but you know, his, his specialism was helping people sell on social media platforms. And he tried to say, okay, I'll be your coach, but also I'll do your social media for you as well. And he couldn't work out why it wasn't working because it's confusing. You know, what, what am I doing? You know, and separating the two, certainly I'm glad to hear was the right thing for you because I, you know, I say that so many times to people, it's, it's confusing and there's, there's different levels of accountability as well, but uh, yeah, to di difficult relationships, doesn't it? Well, sure. And especially like in that situation you were, you just mentioned, if I was the client, I would wonder, you know, is he coaching me on how to do this myself? Or is he taking it over and I'm hiring him as a service? And those are obviously two very different things. So I would get confused as the client. And I feel like yeah. if, you know, if you and I are going to get confused, pretty much anybody's <laughs> going to get confused. We work exactly. in that, in this field. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it's interesting. You, you say you work with those early startup businesses because for, for many of us, that's a difficult market um, to target because very often, unless they've got some kind of investment, they, they, they need the help, uh, they want the help, but very often they don't have the, the, the finances to, to meet the, you know, what the programs that you, you're delivering to them. Um, what would you say to those businesses, first of all, who perhaps are at that point where they know they need help, they know they need your help, but they just don't feel they've got the budget for it? You know, how, how do you get over that objection and how can you help them? I almost feel like like it's not manageable to not make the investment in most cases. I think a business coach should be seen as an investment. Um, you're you're going to want to find the person that you most mesh with. That's a really important thing. Not I personally don't think that every person who comes knocking on my door is a bet is a good fit for my work. Um, yeah. I, ha I have to fit with them and they have to fit with me. So you got to check that out. But that's also why I offered, uh, started to offer, you know, lower priced, you know, do it yourself help where they have some access to a coach, but they don't yeah. have direct access and, but, but they pay a lot less money, but also yeah. they also have less accountability. They get their, their results are a lot slower. Um, yeah. You just, there's something about I always use this as an example. If you are trying to lose weight and get in shape, you know, obviously you're going to have to do two things. You're going to have to eat better. You're going to have to exercise more. It's a simple calculation, right? Calories in yeah. calories out. 
if you do this on your own and you're really, really disciplined, you'll do fine. But there's still that issue of if you have a coach that you have to meet at that gym three times Mm -hmm. a week, he's going to know you're not eating correctly. And he's going to know you haven't been doing your cardio, et cetera. And so it's the same thing with a business coach. We, we give advice on here, try this, try that. We're going to know if you tried it and that's, we're going to hold you accountable for that. And so there's no more the excuse that it didn't work when you didn't try it. You know, and that's a lot of times people make that excuse. They'll say, oh, it just doesn't work for me. But then when you, when you delve into it, they didn't even really give it a, like they tried it for a day or two. Oh, it's not working. I quit. Yeah. And it's interesting as you say that because, you know, uh, likewise, last year I took up um, a a challenge to do push-ups. And somebody challenged me on Facebook. I did 25 push-ups a day for 25 days. And I thought, this is great. And I realized for, for me, for fitness, it was about having a challenge. So I, I set myself different challenges. I added one push-up every day for 60 days and you know, got it up to 85 push-ups and did other things. But you're absolutely right. And I find that gave me real discipline. But for the last two weeks, I haven't been in my gym at home. I haven't been on my bike and done my Peloton. Uh, and it's very easy to think, ah, do you know what? I'll do it on Monday. And the, des- the discipline slips, doesn't it? Where, you know, if I'd yeah. had somebody that I knew was going to hold me accountable, I'd be back in there this week. Okay, I've had a little bit of a cold this week, which is uh, why I sound a little bit nasal, but uh, but still somebody would have pushed me. Do something, at least do some sit-ups, at least do some push-ups. You don't have to do a full cardio on the Peloton bike, you know, do something else. Uh, and of course, other bikes are available, uh, but I'm always open to be sponsored by Peloton if, if they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's... It is important, isn't it? I don't think many of us understand, and I've always had a coach in all my businesses. You know, I've been in business for over 20 years before I became a coach and always had a coach. The thing I valued most was accountability. And I think yeah, I completely coaches, agree we, we always undervalue that. That's the most important thing we can give. I actually have a, a, a fairly new client. I've been working with her for about eight weeks. And she came to me saying that her biggest problem was she kept forgetting to do things. Yeah. And... Uh, missing deadlines. And I always give homework at the end of every session. Um, and she's never missed a piece of homework yet. So this last week, we had this discussion about what, what do you notice is the biggest difference? And she said, well, I'm getting a lot of things done, and I'm not really sure why. And yeah. I said, it's because you're being intentional about doing it. Now you're not, you're not just floating yeah. along, you're being intentional. And you know that I'm going to ask you in the next session for that. So by, you know, by having that debt, so then she started to try to tell me that she works better under pressure. And I said, well, everybody says that. And everyone who says that is wrong because yeah. the only reason you think you work better under pressure is because there's that deadline looming. But yeah. if you, if you want to teach yourself, maybe not to procrastinate, if something's due on Monday, give yourself like a, uh, the, the previous Wednesday as the deadline, then yeah. you're going to have that as your deadline. And, and even if it pushes a day, you're still done early. Yeah, and that's, yeah. you know, that's been the biggest difference for her. But I, I just, she told me, yeah, you're right. It's the accountability. It's the fact that when I come here, I have to report back to you that I did what you asked me to do. And I don't want to not report back to you. And that, that's the thing. They don't want to let you down. That's, that's yeah. a big one. Yeah. But that's also why you have to relate to them, right? Because yeah. if you don't, if you don't have that connection, they don't really care. Completely agree. And it, but it's quite a responsibility, isn't it? For us as coaches to do that, because, you know, very often coaches, particularly coaches that coach from a manual, um, and it's just coaching by numbers. Um, 
And that's great in many instances. Yeah, there is a responsibility to have that relationship with our clients and to to get them to be the best that they can be. And I, you know, and I'm glad that you take it responsibility. You mentioned walk the walk, and I know many of the guests that I've had on here have been very similar souls. And I think that's the kind of guests that I attract because we we do take that responsibility very very seriously. And if you're a business listening to this and you're thinking about a coach, that's what you want. You know, somebody who's got the 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 tools in their toolkit and they sell that you know the thing you need to buy is the person buy the coach buy the person and buy somebody who's going to actually make you a better version of yourself definitely agreed totally agreed and that and that and that really is the key i mean like they say just in general on the internet they say that people buy from who they know like and trust and i think that that's extremely important if you're going to work with a coach because you do get to a point where you have to talk to them about some sensitive information and you have yeah. to trust that it's staying between you and them. And that's really important. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you even help them deal with um, difficult staffing issues. Once yeah. again, you have to be trustworthy. And uh, I, I think that's, I think your advice is, is well taken because uh, a lot of businesses, well, they, that's one of the reasons why they don't find a coach is they don't take the time to realize that they should interview a few and see yeah. if they fit. They go in and they're like, oh, that's such a great deal. I'm, I'm, I'm good with this, only to find out that it's not a good fit. Yeah, and I, I'm glad to hear about your three-month program as well and the fact that you can do it in three-month blocks because, you know, for me, I, I've always done sort of fairly easy in, easy out, yet my retention rates are, you know, huge. You know, my average retention rate is 58 months. Um, because wow. if you deliver results, you know, it's like sports, isn't it? You know, if you've got a sports coach and you're not winning the, the games or you're not winning the, the matches, the coach is the first one to go, you know, and it's exactly the same with business. You know, as coaches, we've got to deliver results. So uh, and if somebody is going three months with you and then they're renewing for another few three months, it's not just because they like you. It's because they're getting the results. And that's really important to retention as well, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. So just give us the website again, just so we've got that. We'll put it in the show notes as well, but uh, just give us the website again. Sure. It's top tier coaching services.com. Great. And are there any social media platforms that people might connect with yes. you on as well? Any favorites? We're, we're on Facebook and Instagram and it's just um, the acronym is top tier process for both top of those places. Process. Great. Amazing. Great. Well, listeners, uh, go and check out uh, Mike on there. Now I'm coming to the last couple of questions now. So uh, I always like to make sure that listeners take something away. And I think we've already given them some things to think about. But if you could give the listeners one tip or one lesson that they can do something with, because we want to hold them accountable for doing something, what would you like the listeners to take away from today's podcast? I think that everyone should learn that um, weekly planning is essential for your reducing your stress level and, and increasing your productivity. And by that, I mean, sitting down, looking at what tasks are due this week, and then deciding what days you're going to do those on, because then you can actually, you have that map in front of you and you're not piling a bunch of tasks on Friday because it's the end of the week. You've yeah. got it spread out and you, and, and honestly, when I have clients that do that and they say, you know, I actually got done work at four o'clock today instead of seven thirty. I wow. mean, and, and it's just an amazing thing. So that's my number one tip: just make sure you're planning every single week. Um, and if you're using a paper planner like I do or a digital planner, put your tasks in there so that you make sure they get done. 
yeah yeah and it's it's interesting i i i do a daily planner in a in a journal but i always put the days on the week ahead because there are some of those tasks that need to go out and it yeah. does make such a difference because if you're going day to day then you find it's just chaos isn't it you know and particularly yes. for those early startup businesses chaos is what you want to avoid you know because that just creates even more disorder and uh, less productivity as well so yeah <laughs> so great tip weekly planner yes um so coming on to the last question, and this is slightly different to perhaps the, the list that you might have seen. So because around the world, we're in all different stages of lockdown easing and people having restrictions, you know, the UK just had certain holiday destinations taken off of our flight list. Um, so I want to ask you, Mike, if you could have your, you know, your favorite coffee, you know, that crow's nest pass coffee, if you could have that favorite coffee, in any location in the world, where would that location be? And just describe it for us. I mean, it would probably be um, someplace tropical um, on the beach, yeah. relaxing with a nice, with kind of a, but not a hot beach, just kind of a cooler, you know, okay. maybe in the 70 degree Fahrenheit range, you know, just something warm, but cooler. Uh, right. And, and okay. I, just to relax and unwind. Um, I actually, it's funny that you asked that because this past weekend, my wife and I went back to her home in Canada where she's from and okay. it was so dark and so quiet there. And she yeah. thought I wasn't going to like it, but I loved it. Like I said, I can't <laughs> believe how noisy it is where we live. And yeah, you don't even yeah. realize uh, in just in life in general, you don't realize how much noise bombards you. So to go to a nice, quiet, tropical place. And I mean, I'm not a big I'm not big on mountains and this was up in the mountains. Yeah. Um, but the tropical environment would be like someplace like Hawaii or one thing that popped into my mind was Costa Rica. A lot of people like to go to Costa Rica yeah. and it's a lush yeah. jungly kind of place. So yeah. that'd probably be where I'd be. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm definitely a mountain person. So I, I love Canada and you know, put me in the mountains all day long. I love beaches as well. So I'm a bit of a person of extremes, but yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, so thank you very much for, for sharing uh, such great tips. Um, and I think one thing we, we really listeners can take away from this is that vital need for those standard operating processes and procedures and making sure we're doing it not just to scale our business and grow our business, but to add value to our business as well. And just before my voice gives up, um, the most important thing I think as well is Part of that is that weekly planning that you've mentioned. You know, yes. if you if you think you're doing a daily planner and you're doing well, uh, then just expand it out and do the week week planner. And I'm I'm with you. You know, I've gone from paper to digital and back to paper again. You know, I think any kind of planner needs to be something that's in front of you. It needs to be something that you can carry around with you and that you're reminded of all day long as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big big fan of paper planners myself as well. It's just something uh, about writing it down. It makes a difference. It, it, yeah, it just reinforces it, doesn't it? And uh, yes. yeah, I, I always keep my journal open on my desk in front of me. So uh, if I've got five minutes, oh, what can I fit in off my planner and, uh, and fit things around? So, yeah, great. Exactly. So you've shared some amazing things. Listeners, go out and check uh, Mike's website, uh, toptiercoachingservices.com, I think is what you said. Um, yes. Find you on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, as always, listeners, please leave us a review. Let us know what you thought of this. And if there's something that you've achieved, if there's something that you've done because of what you've heard, 
please let us know because I'm sure both Mike and I would love to know that we've made a difference. Definitely. And Mike, thank you very much for giving up your time. It's really appreciated. And I know you've got a full day ahead of you still. I'm at the end of my day. You're still fairly <laughs> early in your day. So you know, I appreciate yeah, Thanks for time. having me. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. It's been a pleasure. And listeners, I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you. Thank you.